0: Welcome back everybody to Here's Why Sports. I'm your host Cam Wade, joined always by Dante Durante over here. Today we're going to be talking about athletes in college, whether or not they should be paid. You can listen along, find out what we think about that. Today Dante and I are joined by two guests, a special episode, and today we are here with uh matt who is a football player at syracuse university and claudio also another student at um, syracuse university what's up guys how are we doing today all right how are you guys great good to be here dante what do you think how are you doing hey cam how's it going it's good to be here
1: i'm curious to hear what uh we have our interviewers say today
0: yeah i mean we got a pretty hot topic that's just kind of changing every day um you see the California law a couple of years ago, we had the Northwestern guys uh, unionizing. That was pretty big at the time. Um, some people are really excited. They think they may see the return of the NCAA football games, maybe one of those March Madness basketball games from a while ago. Those are a couple of my favorites. I know a lot of people enjoy them as well. Um, how do you guys feel, uh, Matt and Claudio, about this new California law? along with some other states that are now joining it that allows prefe- uh, college level athletes to be profiting off of their likeness? I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, these full Division One
2: players are uh, working hard, 60 hour weeks, lifting, watching tape, um, bringing in money for the school, a lot of money, a lot of ticket sales. Um, they deserve to be paid for it. Um, what California's doing is they're the first state to do it, but I see it going across everywhere.
3: Uh, I think it's actually good for them to be compensated for that, but they should not be paid as in a salary, but just as a compensation for what they do. I think it's two different concepts that we should maybe clarify. That what, Like a salary is one thing, but comp- being compensated for just doing a good job in, in, in their sport is actually another thing. And Cam, I also
1: agree, yes they work hard, yes they make a lot of money, but they're giving a $60,000 education on average, which is insane with college tuitions increasing year by year. these All these students are given a free education and they're giving huge benefits from the school including enhanced study rooms, additional academic <coughs> support, and nicer fitness centers that normal students are not given and I'm I'm interested
3: to see what Claudio has to say about that. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, it's a matter of thinking it, it, in the future. Most of these students, I don't, I don't have anything against them. Uh, they, they really contribute to the to university, but two percent of of college athletes are end up being professionals. The rest, they just share the same jobs as normal students would. So why would we actually pay them uh, with income and then additionally be paying for their education? If in the end they would be just working in the same jobs most of us do
0: yeah i think what you mentioned uh, the first time claudio was kind of a good point where scholarships, salaries um this new idea with just being able to profit off of your likeness and your namesake um, i think it's kind of a happy medium um i like the plan i also personally think that they should be seeing more than just that whether it be a salary or some other form of increased benefits with these uh really high revenue generating student athletes as opposed to the rest of the student body. Um Matt what uh yeah Matt, what do you think about that being a player yourself? What would you like to see the most?
2: I mean I definitely need to be paid off my name, you know, I go to the school, they don't run my life. That's one thing. Um but I just think some people don't understand the amount of time that we put in. I mean it's getting up at five in the morning, working out, being with your team at all times. Um, and then cramming in classes um, and then we're also bringing in a lot of money for the school I mean you talk about the flutie effect people talk about um, which which just means that after after school does well after they have a big player um, enrollment rates are way up um, the students are usually smarter um, I, I believe I'm having a large impact on the school and I really feel I should be
0: paid yeah, that's honestly that's really a huge point that uh, is still referred to today. For for everyone listening out there, the Flutie effect, obviously, um, gets its name from Boston Col- College quarterback Doug Flutie. The year after they, well, he won the Heisman Trophy as the nation's most outstanding college football player. The admissions circuit for Boston College the next year increased by twenty five points of an average SAT, and. Patrick Ewing for basketball to make that direct comparison. After the 1982-83 season, he helped generate a 47% increase in undergraduate applications and a 40-point um, rise in freshman SAT scores. And I think if these guys are just having that big of an impact on their university, they should be receiving some sort of benefit from that, some sort of income. I mean, a lot of other things that the university is doing doesn't have that kind of power, but just. A single individual to be able to do that and then receive nothing for it just
1: and I think a lot of the players like to say that they make the money they make the school a lot of money but at the same time a lot of these players are disposable there's only maybe one or two superstars on each team whether it be basketball or football or hockey and there's only two stars that are actually profiting one or two people like I said so these players the rest of them seem to be disposable and I'm sure there's a lot more potential recruits that are waiting online that would love to play the sport for the love of the
0: sport rather than getting paid for it yeah that's a good point With uh, mentioning there's only a few superstars per team that are gonna be most affected by this and take the most benefit from this new California law I mean between the two highest revenue-generating sports at the college level, uh, men's basketball and football, you have 1% of these basketball guys going pro. I mean, the NBA draft is only two rounds with 60 picks that fill out these rosters. And in the NFL, even with the increase in teams, NBA has three, NFL is 32, and you got 53 men active rosters. It's still only 2% of uh, FCS players that are going pro. so. Yes, it benefits the guys that would need it the most, but I mean, what about everybody else? I mean, these guys are risking their bodies every day, honestly, and Matt talked about the time commitment. I mean, the average Division One college football player spends like 43 hours, something like that, um, per week to his sport, which is more than the typical American work week. And if you break that down, like based on their scholarship or a salary even, that's a pretty handsome pay per hour. Um, even if it was like less, say 20 hours, they're making $60 an hour, 30 hours per week would be 40, and then a 40 hour per week, which is pretty close to what um, they might be doing already, It's $30 an hour. Pretty handsome entry level pay um, coming out of college. I think it's reasonable. I mean, these guys are generating billions for their schools, for the industry. Um, what do you have to say about that Claudia
3: yeah but as a non-athlete student I mean I'm here for a higher level degree of education and I think most of us are here for the same reason the education has to be the main focus of college and if you contribute as they do because they actually contribute a lot to the to school um, they, their compensation is basically being funded uh, the education which is a, a huge amount of money um, and th- th- that should be the focus. If, if we just uh, tend to pay students, the focus of, of college would not be on the actual quality of education, but rather on, on who, who gets the most payment. So I'm, I'm not sure what you think about it, Matt. You, you have a, another point of view, maybe?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, most of the profits from the education don't really go to academics. Um, they're really going to the coaches who are getting paid millions of dollars, um, the athletic directors and the administration. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, actually, I, I can't go back to Dante's point where he, he kind of talked about how a lot of the players are disposable. I mean, you can say that, but at the same time, the schools are recruiting these players to go. So, like, if you can say that they're all disposable, then, I mean, you may be able to say that, but the school is not going to be able to say that. So yeah, I mean, a couple of players may be the best in the team and maybe really paying the, t- uh, paying the bills, but um, at the end of the day, you can't say that they're all disposable.
1: I think another thing is about the time. Um, a lot of athletes are, do practice a lot more hours than they're permitted each week. The NCAA only allows 20 hours a, a week for sports. Obviously, you have football players, basketball players that spend a lot more time than that. Um, but a lot of times they're just in the gym or they're just working out and I, I think Claudio can attest to this But I think all all college students do go to the gym. They do work out They do have active lifestyles and you don't see them Barking about wanting to get paid for it So if we're gonna pay them extra hours for them to work out and stay in shape sh- Should we not pay all college students to go to the gym as well?
3: Yeah, it's actually true. Uh, we do have normal lives and dedicate time to hobbies, and we're not actually getting paid for hobbies. So, what, what kind of hobby do you want to get paid for? I don't know, maybe sports or something? I just I to love to do sports, to and I, I sports. I don't have the talent. Okay. No. you I paid to play right. sports. You're yes. here. I, I, <laughs> uh, what's,
0: what's interesting about that, though, is, um, I mean, you're, you're coming to school. You have been enrolled here from the beginning of your first year you know that you're here for education. Maybe, maybe some of these guys are, A, maybe they're here for the same thing, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are trying to go pro, or maybe they'll be a personal trainer afterwards, but for those who are, I mean, for example, for college basketball players, some of these guys on the road to March Madness, the postseason tournament, which the road can include the conference championship before that even starts, and then the tournament itself these guys can miss up to like a quarter sometimes more of their spring semester so for these guys trying to get their education I mean they're missing out on a lot of material that they have to make up or maybe not make up and that definitely negatively impacts them so it's an opportunity cost I mean
3: yeah I think you're, I think we're undermining the concept of a scholarship because it's really valuable to have a scholarship almost full that athletes have in here so I think we're kind of undermining a scholarship and the value it has, not only for this, like the actual economic value of a scholarship is really, really high. So I think that is a precious compensation for them. I don't know what you think about it, Matt. Like,
2: are you, okay? Are you not okay with only scholarship? Uh, I mean, I enjoy the scholarship, um, but it doesn't really, I mean, it's, of course it's helpful, but I just think that the school is profiting too much money off me, uh, my name, what I do, them not for me to not get any monetary benefit
1: I do agree that uh, the sports do generate a lot more revenue than for say academics but what about schools like let's say for Harvard who receive millions and millions of dollars from applications a year just because students want to have the chance to go there Um, should we pay these students for generating revenue because they're smart and because they perform well in school you can, you can argue that we do by giving them a scholarship, but at the same time, this is exactly what we do for the athletes. We're paying them in scholarship, just as we would as a student for generating the school revenue. So when you say that the school isn't paying their athletes for generating the, the profits that they do, um, I, I do disagree with that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point by mentioning that um, there's a such thing as academic scholarships and other kinds of scholarships outside of athletics. Um, just one more point, I think, and then we 're going to do some ad reads, but you see it 's a different level of kind of there 's a wider disparity between these athletes and then the rest of the student body. If we have a stat right here that says eighty six percent of college level student athletes live below the poverty line, which is honestly i didn 't know that until I was preparing for this i mean. It's staggering, don't you? Don't you guys agree? I mean, whether or not you think that they should or should not be paid, that's just surprising. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't even know that, but it just
3: kind of got me as a surprise.
0: All right, that's some good stuff. We got some good discussion so far. Definitely, some major points made by both sides. But for now, we're just gonna do some of our sponsors. Uh, today we have SeatGeek. So I mean, whether or not these guys are getting paid, I I still want to watch them play. I mean. All times of the year I I enjoy my sports I think we all agree it's an amazing pastime so with SeatGeek man they're just my go-to for all my tickets I think they're really easy to use I love the interface I love how like they really they show you like your value of your tickets too you got your different shades of green and red for good and bad if if, once you see that dark green you you got to get on that that's a that's a steal and then one of your buddies trying to sell it to you. Maybe it's you. Could hop on to SeatGeek and you see that's a dark red price. I, I don't know what kind of friend that is. He's trying to scam you. But whether it's a sports game or a play, if you're into that too, I'm always going to SeatGeek. We got a promo code today too from SeatGeek. Our promo is Pence, P-E-N-C-E. If you go to Pence, if you go to SeatGeek and you use promo code Pence, they'll give you. off your first purchase.
1: All right, so next I want to ask Matt, how much exactly do you think you deserve to be
2: paid for playing a sport in college? So, I mean, just kind of thinking based off how much I bring Syracuse, probably like $100,000.
0: Six figures. Oh yeah.
1: So if you think you would make six figures after (coughs) bringing in the money that you bring for the school, Do you realize that you would have to pay an income tax off that money? Uh, what do you mean? So what I mean by that is that schools like UCLA have already announced that when they do pay their student-athletes, they're actually going to take away their entire scholarship and just pay them the salary that those students and the school agree upon. So after a tax, which you can estimate between 25 to 30%, you might only be making a couple extra hundred dollars than you're being given on a scholarship right now because most likely when you're getting paid, you're going to be paying for the scholarship rather than buying yourself a new car or something like that.
2: So, just to clarify, uh, the plan would be to take away my scholarship, pay me, but then I'd have to put the money towards the education anyway. Yes, and, and you'd then be losing I'd get money. taxed on all of it. Exactly. Okay, I think I'd have to kind of think about this a little bit more.
3: And also, like, following that logic, people would just choose a school before, like, an athlete would choose a school, not only based on how much would they pay them, but which school offers, like, the, the least tax rate, and that would yeah. just I guess the education on the,
2: off, like, on off, off the scenario. It's, it's amazing. Right, I think that also causes issues with competition in sports, yeah. too. The higher pay will be just... Right, right. So, we, you guys said the California thing, right? How they... That that state's kind of decided that players can make money off themselves. Um, but just thinking a little bit more about it, I mean, why wouldn't all top recruits go to the state of California
0: now? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens yeah, with that's that. Yeah, it's a little concerning. Um, as far as paying players goes, though, I mean, guys, let, let's not act like that isn't already kind of happening under the table. I mean... It's obviously not legal by NCAA standards, at least, but it happens. I mean, just just this year, we have um, Memphis basketball coach, NBA legend, Penny Hardaway. He's financially assisting um, the number one overall recruit, James Wiseman, who's now playing for Memphis, recently suspended, actually, but... To move uh, to a different school district to play for one of Hardaway's leagues or maybe his school I'm not quite sure what it was, but he literally th- this man bought a high schooler a whole house I, I just it's there has to be a better way to be doing this I mean even DeAndre Ayton the number one overall pick so like clearly it didn't really affect his stock that much, but he was implicated in a phone call tapped by the FBI that he was getting $10,000 per month while at the University of Arizona. Um, In the call, I mean, it was mentioned that his coach was giving him that much, and he was already being kind of persuaded to join a certain sports agency because everyone knew he was going one and done. He was always one of the highest prospects. But I think that if you can eliminate some of these sketchy under-the-table deals and whatever else is going on I don't want to know but in a cleaner way that's just like a base salary or some sort of mix
1: yeah I agree I think that this issue definitely trickles all the way down to high school you hear about it all the time um, It's not oft- it's not often that you do not hear about college athletes or even high school athletes talking to people when they're actually restricted to, um, when they're receiving payments they're not, they're not supposed to be receiving. Um, take for instance, one of the high schools in New Jersey, they just got on the news for providing housing to some of their students who were, that was obviously one of the restrictions under the contracts.
0: That's a good point too, Dante. About the high schoolers being affected by this, because that really expands the, who cares about this decision? I mean, what do you have to say about that? Like, do you care about this, Claudio? Even though you're not on the field or court or whatever yourself.
3: Yeah, I, I appreciate the what, what I think students do when in, in, in college. Um, their contribution is really, really big to to the having a school spirit and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Uh, again, the, most of these kids are not going to be prof- professionals, so and, and, and they are actually getting a, a great compensation for their talent and effort with a uh, scholarship. So my, my take is basically that they, they should continue to get good scholarships and maybe ha- have some commercial like uh, payments or compensation, but not, a, not an actual salary even, as most professionals do.
0: Yeah, I think that um, the bidding war thing that we talked about briefly is also like a big part of who cares. I mean, are you going to see people specializing in certain sports earlier on just because they generate higher revenue in college or it's going to change where they might go to school? I mean, I think that's a really big trend that we might have to see in these next couple of years. I mean... Matt, what do you think about, like, if you were to go back to your younger version of yourself, I mean, would that affect where you might go to school or even what sport you might play?
2: I mean, definitely. Um, kind of thinking about it, I think I may have been wrong in the whole situation. <laughs> um, just thinking about what it does to sports. I mean, I'm going to, I'm not even going to end up with a lot of money as it is. Um I think it's just hard for me, you know, knowing how much these tickets cost, knowing how much the school spends on things um getting nothing back. Um but after this conversation it all all makes sense um, why we shouldn't get paid and why we should be more grateful for the scholarship that we have.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more of a traditional view when you consider the wide-reaching effects that it might have across sports as a whole. I mean, even dipping below high school and the youth when kids and parents are deciding like what they might want their child playing I mean how many times do you see a parent kind of forcing that on someone like how it'd be kind of messed up just to have a parent play make a kid their kid play a certain sport just because they might be getting money in college
1: yeah and I'm on board with Claudio I think these athletes generate a lot of money for the school I think they do great things for the school but at the end of the day they're, they're already given these huge benefits from the school uh, these scholarships are, are very helpful for their long-term career and their education as well. Um, I just don't see any reason that they they deserve a salary in addition to the scholarships they're already given.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so much... The industry itself is just huge. Like I'm going to read you guys a couple of things that I found just about the NCAA and college athletics all across the country. Um, The University of Alabama reported over $143 million in athletic revenues, which is, ready for this, more than all 30 NHL teams and 25 of the 30 NBA teams. And uh, last year, the average salary for a BCS-eligible football coach was $2.05 million. That's, that just speaks that there's clearly the the revenue there's money to be making this happen it's just got to be in a clean way if you believe in that and then in 40 of the 50 US states the highest paid public official so all these state schools is currently the head coach of the university's either football or men's basketball team so there's only 10 states where somebody that's not working for their college sports team is the highest paid official in, in their state um and then overall um the kind of idea of taxes is and just implementing a salary is bad news for the athletics department which if they were paying a $100,000 in salary they're really affected by this too i mean rather than paying say a $65,000 scholarship they have to split the difference and now their expenses go up uh $35,000 so i think they really care about this too the university is not just those who attend and hope to attend are affected by this. Um, other than that, though, I I think that just about does it. Pretty pretty good conversation. Uh, this episode's going to be somewhere between, like, 20 and 30 minutes. Um, thank you guys for coming. Uh, Claudio, Matt, great, to, great to have you thank today. You, Matt. Thanks for having
1: me. And just one thing that we're going to leave the audience with, we're actually curious to see what you guys have to think We're going to post a poll in our Instagram later today, and we want to know, should athletes in college get paid or not?
0: Yeah, uh, we'd love to see what you guys think. We'll give you the results on next week's episode. Just visit our Instagram story at here's why sports. But other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Dante, thanks for coming in today. Um, We'll see you guys next week. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor,